2: now
4: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special early edition of Friday Night Livestream. Tonight, I am going to be joined by George, also known as Beheasy, host of The George Show on, of course, Beheasy's Rumble channel. We're going to be talking about the landmark Missouri versus Biden case. We're going to be talking about the latest revelations of the Twitter files And of course, we're going to be talking about George. Happy to have you here. Thank you for being with us tonight. Do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. This is a special early edition, so I didn't get a chance to put it out there too early. But I think we're going to have a really great time. Lots of stuff to talk about. George is just finishing up his show. And then he's going to be jumping right on stream with us. Man, but these Twitter files, let me tell you. Cycle Chris, mosquito got you on the head. No, it's just a zit. (laughs) And I'm telling you, it's giving me the biggest headache right now. Jeez, O'Pete's. It's painful. Not much I can do about it, though. I'm not going to wear makeup or anything. All right, guys, do me a favor. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you showing up early. Yes, this is a zit, a very painful zit on the top of my forehead right there. Uh, That's so funny that you called me out for that cycle, Chris. Nobody else has yet. You're the first. And, uh, you know, thanks for keeping me honest. All right. George is going to be here any minute. Uh, He just ended his own show and uh, he's going to be coming over here right now. Uh, Obviously, he was eager to get with uh, uh, his own audience about the Twitter files So let me go ahead. I'm going to get those pulled up here uh, first. Let me uh, just see about getting those Twitter files pulled up on screen here so that I can show you guys and uh, we'll show you what's going on because, dang, they are continuing to drop the bombs. Here we go. Articles and we'll go with the thread of the day, which is the removal of Donald Trump. This is a no joke. They are going right for it. Let me make this as big as I possibly can for you guys. Ooh, that's a little too big. All right, that should do it right there. Come on, where are you at? Okay, we're gonna leave it right there. All right, so today, with this latest batch of the Twitter files, Matt Taibbi is dropping them. And uh, as I stated, the entirety of this drop is about the removal of Donald Trump. Now, as far as I know, Matt Taibbi is still dropping tweets in this thread. Uh, but it's pretty interesting. You know, like uh, uh, previous drops, it goes through and it actually details some of the internal communications that Twitter employees were having, uh, uh, talks about the culture at Twitter leading up to the deletion of Donald Trump, what happened on this very important set of days, January 6th through January 8th. Uh, And it talks about, uh, you know, Twitter's plans for the future. I mean, they were they were getting ready to uh, to have to to censor and suppress not only President Trump, but also new new world leaders that might be coming up, even up to and including the, uh, the the Biden administration. So he starts off here, uh, talking about January 6th. You know, people remember that Donald Trump was deleted right after January 6th. Um, it also shows proof positive that the Twitter employees, people like Yul Roth, that they were working directly with the FBI. Uh, and, uh, and it looks like the Twitter files are going to continue on just about every single day. Now, the people who are involved with this, Barry Weiss and, uh, and Matt Taibbi, it uh, looks like they are putting together a new, um I, I guess, journalistic organization called the Free Press, and Barry Weiss uh, is part of that. I don't know that Matt Taibbi is per- in particular, but uh, she and a number of other people are going to be reporting through this outlet right here. So that's definitely something I'm going to be uh, following along with. Uh, but look at this, the internal communication from Twitter employees – is this the first sitting head of state to ever be suspended? As we know, President Trump was the first sitting head of state. They didn't suppress or ban people like uh, the uh, uh, the Ayatollah or communist leaders of other nations. All right, George is here. So we're going to bring him into the conversation and uh, we'll see what George has to say. So, yeah. Uh, pretty incredible stuff here, guys. Uh, thank you so much, George, for joining us, especially since you um, just wait. ended your own program. Yeah, you're done. You're done. You're never coming back.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there an echo? No echo for me. No echo for me. All right. Well, man, are you reading these uh, these files as they're dropping?
4: Uh, yeah, I, I I had to take a nap just before we began. I had a bit of a migraine, and I, I did another show at six with, on somebody else's channel, but I was just reading through them. I was taking the audience through them a little bit as well. Um, it's stunning revelations here, you know? I mean, like yeah. – uh, I, I feel like we have entered into a new phase in humanity. I mean, certainly, you know, we, we often talk about the fact that this is an information war. And man, Elon Musk and his people are dropping bombs. It's uh, it, it's stunning to be able to see this.
5: Yeah, Zach, uh, we now have legitimate confirmation that the United States government, and yeah. I, I'm not talking about Trump's like government, not the, the, the deep government, state. the deep state, yeah they legitimately worked to overthrow a sitting US president now yep. let me let me let me put a perspective out the word rigged when we say that the, the 2020 election was rigged mm-hmm. what do we mean we don't always mean all oh, the ballots came in and we don't always mean the machines although those those are parts of it but now even with this twitter information we now have proof that while trump was in power government agencies which he oversees, went behind his back and censored information. Rigged, a, uh, a synonym for rigged is interfere with or uh, pervert, maneuver, fiddle, you know, those words. They fiddled with the election enough to change it. And look, I, I don't believe the censorship would have changed who won the election, Um Trump was going to win anyways, but Biden was always going to be the declared winner. He was always going to be installed. The censorship, however, changed the narrative completely. Um, That's how we understand it. But the general public at large will now understand at a level that they haven't understood at before that the election was rigged, not just by Twitter deciding we're going to censor a few people. We have Yoel Roth laughing like it's a joke. Mm -hmm. Yay. I just met with the FBI. Woo. You know, I oh, think he, he actually—he with-
4: said it in a in a tongue in cheek fashion. I swear, I'm not meeting with the FBI right now, this very moment. Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> it's uh, and and they're just talking with each other as if it is normal that that they they should be talking with the with a government agency yeah. while an election is here. Well, it was while during the election, before the election, and after the election. So it was yeah. rigged, man, and. One way that I, I like to
4: say it, you know, it, it this was a, this was a, a total orchestration of the entire timeline that America has been on. It was popular opinion. It was the free flow of information. It was access to information. It was decisions based upon what your authoritative sources were supposedly telling you and all of it. At the behest of the deep state, which President Trump and people like us have been attempting to educate people on for years now. And here we are in 2022, and Elon Musk buys Twitter. I, George, let me ask you this, because uh I you know, I, I was I was really hoping this is the direction that this was gonna go. What was your initial reaction when Elon Musk announced his intention to maybe buy Twitter? What did you think he was gonna do with it?
5: Well, uh, I mean, a lot of people kind of thought this, so mm-hmm. it wasn't unique to me that I thought it as well. Elon had a history with pump and dumps. So he would promote like Dogecoin yep. and then make, make some money and then just leave it. So I, that was my initial thought. But then over time, I was like, oh, this guy's kind of serious. He's making offers. He's $44 billion. So, yeah, if you remember, initially he bought, like, you know, was it was it 100 million in shares or something, which made him, like, one of the biggest, like, individual owners, yeah. not BlackRock single. and Vanguard. Single, so, single largest individual owner, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Elon definitely, he was, in the beginning, it was odd. Um, I thought it was just going to be another scam. But I never in my life thought he would actually, one, pull it off because Twitter just you know, he he effectively bought it from the FBI and CIA and people that actually control it based on what we're seeing tonight. I never thought he'd be exposing these things. I never thought Elon Musk would be the guy that's pulling the strings and saying, let's release this information. Let's drop the Twitter files. Let's prove to the world that these platforms aren't as saint-like as they claim to be. See, I have to admit, this is exactly the direction that I thought it was going
4: to go, and I couldn't be more pleased to see that Elon is doing this. Uh, If anything – I may be surprised at the speed with which he has brought this information out, but just you know, having the general knowledge about the coordination that Twitter was involved in prior to uh, the 2020 election, uh, the suppression of information that they were engaged in, uh, and uh, and you know, plenty of uh, of major celebrities and 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 prominent people in uh, the American political scene and in in Hollywood and positions of power. I mean, we know they all have Twitter accounts, so just imagine if you will, uh, George, uh, how much communication was probably done through Twitter because people thought that they were safe through there. They thought that this was – the liberal hangout that they would always have access to, which would allow them to continue to control the flow of information and uh, and the path that America led down. Uh, and now Elon Musk is just absolutely deep-sixing these people, blowing it out of the water. Uh, I, I think you're right when you said earlier that now the rest of America is going to know. This is undeniable. I mean, not only did a lot of people use Twitter initially, uh, not, here, not only here in America, but all across the world. Since Elon Musk's Took over. I mean the the number of daily active users and the amount of engagement and you know the time spent on the platform. That's also increased too, uh, and uh, and and this is just something that people are going to be forced to take a look at. What's going to be even more shocking and I think more of an eye opener uh, is the lack of coverage by the mainstream media. I mean, we've already seen it since the first two drops uh, and even the revelation that Jim Baker attempted to gatekeep this stuff and stop it from coming out. You know, you could see this is a one of the most newsworthy events that I could possibly imagine in, in recent history. And the mainstream media completely ignored it. I mean – how much of a clue do you need for normies to tell you what you should be paying attention to?
5: Well, yeah. I mean, if you just look back to the Time Magazine article, it's very obvious why the media won't say anything. I mean, sure. The Time Magazine article said, uh, actually, you know, let me not paraphrase. I'm going to say exactly what they said, because it's actually crucial that people remember what Time Magazine mm-hmm. said. Um it, just keep going with what you're saying.
4: Yes, essentially that, yes, there was a uh, secret cabal that was organized to take over the government and control the flow of the election. Uh, really quick, while you're looking that up, let me say thank you to Key West Jess. Key West Jess, good to see you out there. Jess has done something uh, uh, pretty interesting. She's put together this letter that I'm actually going to be sharing in the chat right here, uh, it's for you to send to the Supreme Court of the United States of America regarding Brunson versus Alma S. Adams at all. This is the case of, uh, uh, I think his name is Loy Brunson, if I'm not mistaken. Either way, Jess yeah, is actually. Yeah, there's three
5: brothers, yeah, Rowan, Roy, uh, Loy. Yeah, so they they all had time, and they filed three different lawsuits. One of them yep. eventually made it. Yep. Uh, well. Uh, that's a topic we could have later on, <laughs> on my thoughts on well, the survivability rate. Uh, I,
4: I, I'm with you. I'm with, I, I know what you're going to say. And, and you know, here's the thing. The, the, the point to me is that, again, I think this is another eye opener. This is something that, uh, you know, allows people to put some attention on a very important issue. Uh, does it have a, a really high propensity to uh, potentially make it through the Supreme Court? Is it going to put all uh, nearly 400 people in prison for treason? I don't think so. Uh, but I think that it's obviously something we should be paying attention to. Uh, and uh, the more cases we can get to the Supreme Court or to, you know, any court like this, I think it's a good thing. Uh, I would still love to get any of the Brunson brothers on the show. Jess, if you can hook me up with an interview, I would really appreciate it. I know that uh, at least one of them are doing interviews. But. If the Supreme Court receives this letter from tens of millions of Americans so that they can get some sense of how important these issues are to the general public in America, I think that can have a profound impact. And so just put this letter together, uh, and I'm going to share it with you guys in the audience right now. It's a Google Drive document, so just don't worry that it's on Google Drive. You can go ahead and download it, and you don't even have to have a Google account. Uh, and then you can go ahead and fill it out, print it out, send it in to the U.S. Supreme Court. Let them know that you don't like people who commit treason against the United States of America. And that goes for people who are also citizens of other nations. If, if, let me ask you this, George. What do you think yeah. about the, uh, uh, the, the right of people holding office in the federal government to have dual citizenship?
5: Well, do you think I, that's a problem? That's, huh? Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Well, it depends. It depends on the. It, it, hold on, this is why I was hesitating. It Depends on the country, you know. If it's a dual citizenship with Switzerland, no one cares. It, uh, Switzerland. <laughs> if it's if it's like if it's Turkey, uh, ooh, ooh <laughs> you know, you uh, know, what I'm it, 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 it depends. Depends. I personally, personally, I,
4: I'm, I'm, I'm against. Uh, representatives or congressmen, uh, senators uh, having dual citizenship with any nation. OK, even if it's Switzerland. All right. i, I it, I'm uncomfortable with it. Even if it's Israel, I'm uncomfortable with it. it's Turkey. I'm uncomfortable with it. I think that you can only serve one uh, master. And if you're going to be that's true, if you're elected to represent the United States of America and you have citizenship with a competing nation, then how can we be assured that you're going to be representing the interests of your country here or your country there. So that's something that I think that we need to keep in mind. Uh, Okay. So let's, uh, you you got that time magazine article pulled up. You you want to show that to the audience?
5: I mean, yeah, the reason why I'm bringing up this quote is so we get a clearer picture because look, I love these criminals that stole the 2020 election because (laughs) they, they make it a point to brag. They're like, you know, see, look what we did. We fortified. I mean, not rigged it. So That's why the participants want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies working together behind the scenes. This is important to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage and control the flow of information. They were not rigging the election. They were fortifying it. They believe the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that democracy in America endures. So So,
4: democracy by whose definition? If it's democracy by the definition of these people who fortified the election, you know, It's the it's the same as Twitter's previous denials of shadow banning. Well, no, they didn't have a process called shadow banning, so they didn't engage in shadow banning. What they engaged in was visibility (laughs) filtering. You know, it's a kinder, softer genocide. Okay, Uh, it's you know, it's not genocide. It's ethnic cleansing. You know, I mean, it's along those lines right there. Uh, So, uh, of course, of course, they they rigged the election. Of course, they orchestrated events to ensure that their candidate would come out on top, their selection rather than the election. Uh, And uh, I remember when that article came on, George, I I was I was shocked. But I was immediately reminded of uh, the idea that these these people have historically always told us exactly what they were going to do or what they have done. It's like Satan has to put that right in your face because you've got free will. OK, you have to know exactly what the devil's going to do, exactly what the devil's intentions are, because if you choose to go along with it, well, you know, God gave you that right to go ahead and choose. Uh, but this is why it's so important for us to draw lines, to uh, to choose sides and to understand what we're fighting for, what we're fighting against and what we hope to achieve in the end.
5: Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a sad. It's definitely it's super sad, man. I, yeah. I'm reading this this thread, and it's just it's sad. It's sad that the FBI, an institution that was built upon Trump, not nah, it wasn't built on Now I'm was, not surprised was, one bit. No, no, I'm not surprised one bit. <laughs> but it is still sad. It's still it sad is. that the four years we had. Look, Trump couldn't do much. Remember, you know, I I don't think people ever add context into this, but Trump's four years for about 18 months. It was great. If you think, remember, he had Michael Flynn. He had Steve Bannon, all the crazy lunatics the left hates. Right. He had those guys. They were telling him all the conspiracy theories he needed to know. Mm -hmm. trump was thinking about building election task forces to protect future elections who would have been telling him mr president they might rig a future election it would have been the type of person that you know looks like steve bannon and michael flynn those kind of people so the deep state realized okay we can't have michael flynn and steve bannon and all these kind of people in trump's white house Mm
0: -hmm. we need
5: to start removing them we need to start inserting deep state plants we need to get rid of Trump's idea to have peace through strength, he needs to have mad dog madness, warmonger right there as the Department of Defense head. So that's They started picking up spots. And if you remember from January uh, 2020, 2017, Trump's administration all the way to 2018 midpoint, Mm -hmm. it was great. Uh, Then they rigged the midterms in 2018. Democrats magically gained like a a gazillion seats Mm -hmm. and then they prepared the apparatus. And people don't remember this about 2018. They think it was only the House and the Senate they stole. But Arizona had a secretary of state race. That's where Katie Hobbs became secretary of state. Right. So they were starting to get these people in those key positions to prepare for 2020. I have to respect our enemies. Yes, we battle against flesh and uh, not flesh and flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. But mm-hmm. the flesh and blood that calls themselves our enemies, I respect them because they're very professional. They aren't. They aren't like super. The- like they don't rush things too easily. No. When they lost in twenty sixteen, they said we can't feel that again. You know, CNN anchors were crying on air. They were. It was a disaster. They were like, we can't have this feeling again. So they took their time and they said, we need. Take control of this office. Mm -hmm. Who runs elections? Who picks the machines? All right, we got to have someone in there. All right, we got to make sure these poll workers work for us. You know, get on our side. Got to make sure we buy this media company. You know, get a nice little influence in here. Let's make sure we get a social media head for Twitter, YouTube, Google. Make sure they're all kind of on our side. So if we need to censor anything, we can just call them out. So they built this apparatus, and that's exactly what Time Magazine is stating that. Mm-hmm. So it's the professionalism they have that I respect, and we need to have that level of professionalism if we want to drain the swamp.
4: I absolutely agree with you. I said something very similar pretty recently, uh, that rather than kind of soft-pedaling our, uh, our our policies and, and our tactics – We need to play on the same level as our enemies are. And you're absolutely right. They are ruthless. They will use every tool at their disposal, and uh, they don't care who they have to run over or how long it takes. Uh, I've always told people we are talking about a long game here. In 2016, I think the only reason that Donald Trump was able to win is because they didn't anticipate how popular he would be. It was hubris. They believed that their messaging, their attacks, wrap up smears on Donald Trump would work. And that they would be able to slide Hillary Clinton over the finish line, uh, but a number of factors you know overall her general unpopularity president trump 's uh, overwhelming popularity uh, it allowed for him to come into office, and with regard to their insertions uh, of cutouts and and, uh, and deep state plants you know i 'd say from the moment President Trump walked down that escalator, they were evaluating who it was that they needed to get rid of. They knew Michael Flynn right off the bat. first thing they 've got to do is get Michael Flynn out of there because if anybody was going to have the inside intel and in what the Obama administration had done or what anybody on the inside of the government had been doing before President Trump got there. Flynn was going to be the guy to do that. But yes, you're absolutely well, right. You know, it was smooth sailing for a while despite all of the roadblocks they put in his way.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh Well, um Zach, to, to you know, get back to the censorship issue. So this is why this is a perfect storm, I believe, right? Because yeah. on the one hand, you have Twitter being exposed and and the the government being implicated, uh, directly, you know, in messages, it's not, it's not even a hidden thing anymore. Now we can go to court and say, ah, the federal government's talking to Twitter. Yes. I was censored off. You, you, you have a case that's going on. Absolutely. um, you're a part of, you can go to the court right now, um, file a new motion because new evidence came up, re amend your complaint Mm -hmm. or amend the complaint And make the point that, well, look, the FBI was talking to these platforms in communication. Now, one of the things from your lawsuit that I heard um, from one of these judges was, what if the platform is willing to censor? Is that the government still coercing them to to censor? No, 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 no. You don't understand. It's not that the platform themselves don't. It's to be argued whether they have a right to censor. It's to Mm -hmm. be argued. They could, they could not, it's 50-50 in most people's minds. Yep. But the truth is, it is already largely accepted that the government can't involve it, it, itself in anything that would usurp on the people's freedoms. Right. So as soon as there's a government connection, it doesn't matter if the platforms are happy doing it, Yep. it means it's illegal now. The government mm. is now the one censoring you, because the government is telling them, let's censor this, the report. they're making reports. And the platforms are obliging. And guess what? The federal government, as much as uh, they are powerless most times, they are more powerful than these social media platforms. If they wanted to, they could destroy them overnight with regulation. Mm-hmm. So the platforms would have that forceful, they would have the feeling of threat. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a 5'4 woman walking around and there's a 6'5 basketball player, he doesn't have to be black. Don't have that picture in your mind. All right. <laughs> right okay well this guy's a stranger you're this five four woman and you're you're just walking and and he comes up to you and he's trying to ask you for directions Mm -hmm. as much as maybe you're trying to give him directions as a woman in your head you're like this guy could be dangerous so there's that his height his power there's still an element of threat Mm -hmm. no matter how you know You know, friendly, it could be in the interaction. There's always an element of threat. Same thing, the federal government talking with Twitter, it doesn't matter how friendly it was. Oh, we would love to censor this. Thanks for reminding us. No, there's still an element of force the government could use to force these companies to do their bidding. Just because they're willing to do it doesn't mean anything. So I just wanted to put that out there.
4: And even if they didn't uh, overtly force a private company to do it, it's the very fact that the request exists. You know, the Bill of Rights is enshrined in the Constitution for a very specific reason. Freedom of speech is the first amendment for a reason. And as soon as the government took that step over the line of infringing that right to free speech, it became a legal issue, a constitutional issue. And I can only imagine how many instances, such as the other day when they revealed that uh, – this is actually from the Missouri lawsuit – but that Katie Hobbs and uh, I believe the, the, the state of Arizona, the the state of uh, Washington and a, a number of other states had used yeah. that official Twitter portal that was set up for uh, uh, government entities to to, uh, to right. line right into Twitter and tell them who they wanted to have removed. And the the accounts that they were going after it was just kind of shocking. I mean, how did Katie Hobbs see an uh, an account with twenty followers, (laughs) you know, with uh, with with one tweet with six likes, uh, and tell Twitter that she (laughs) wanted? That's a danger to our democracy.
5: (laughs) All six grandmothers sipping on coffee that just read this are going to start an insurrection, whatever.
4: it's hilarious.
5: So let, let's
4: go back to to that case. I mean, there's we, we've got like 60 uh, tweets on this thread from uh, from Twitter. But I, I want to make sure that we talk about the, uh, the Missouri case uh, here first, because uh, Anthony Fauci was deposed the other day uh, and uh, his deposition was released when you went through that. Was there anything particularly revelatory that was in that or was it just another snow job? Anthony Fauci not recalling or perhaps, you know, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's got it. Got
5: Okay. Uh, He mentioned not recalling over 200 times. Mm. I don't recall. Your daughter worked at Twitter in 2020. I don't recall. (laughs) He mentioned that, you know, everyone's loving these Twitter files. I want to see the COVID, the COVID files. I I want to see Dr. Fauci talking to Twitter Mm -hmm. because they're trying to make it as if, you know, uh, Fauci never knew anything about all these stories that were censoring a few hours uh, after he said they should be censored, so they're trying to make it like that. the the point of a deposition in a lawsuit it, 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 you're never actually going to get anything all you want is that one line that proves your point or you know draws a hypocrisy uh, point that's all you need you need a contradiction that's all you're looking for and i'm sure they found one um but that case is moving well um they tried to prevent the, the depositions from being public and to be filed under seal but uh, the judge said nah <laughs> the public deserves to know this because mm-hmm. they pay you so it, it's interesting i think the case is going to move forward uh, the big revelation from that case is that uh, elvis chan the fbi field director a mm-hmm. uh, supervisor in san francisco's division which if you're going to have an fbi agent meet with big tech weekly it would be him that's the guy he said yeah he said In his deposition, he confirmed that Twitter and all these platforms were meeting with the FBI weekly. They were telling them about hack materials. They were reporting things to censor. This is beautiful. It's a perfect storm. Because as soon as um, uh, that judge will eventually say, well, I'm enjoining all of these defendants in this ruling that they are hereby prevented from speaking to tech platforms at any point in the future and that they did work to censor americans then honestly i can see the supreme court being more open to hearing a case about rigged elections because mm-hmm. it's now been proven that the government interfered in the, in the election because that missouri case it's not just about the hunter biden laptop it's about the 2020 election in general mm-hmm. and covid so yeah. it's 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 a beautiful uh, case and i'm hoping it goes the right way so yeah that's who else has been
4: deposed and, uh, and and had their testimony released? I had heard about Elvis Chan. I knew about uh, Dr. Fauci. And anybody else of note? Uh,
5: I believe those two are the only ones that have been released, but okay. Jen Psaki was deposed. Um, okay. uh, the, the people at SISA, SISA, whatever it yep. is, uh, they were deposed as well. Um, lots of DHS officials were deposed. I don't know if they're, they already got deposed, but you know, these are hundreds of people getting deposed <laughs> at this point. So... Um, it, There's it's, ample it's opportunity. Take time to, yeah, it's yeah. really a big opportunity. This is the crazy. This is the uh, a case that has gone the furthest against big tech without actually having big tech as a defendant. Uh, defending.
4: Well, I think it's almost more important that they're going on the governmental angle of this because we have attempted on numerous occasions to go specifically against big tech, and they always kind of are able to shield themselves within that shroud of Section 230, and uh, this is the way that it has to go. I mean we have to prove that there was collusion between government and these private companies, and the only way to do that I think you know, successfully – is to prove it on the government end first, because you can show that you know it, it's a it's a revelation that Elvis Chan was meeting with all of those tech companies every single week. You know, I mean, it's not just one of them; it, not one tech company is free from the censorship of conservative voices. They have uniformly been doing it all across the board in different ways. Uh, but as long as they're being told to do this by agents of the government. That's a constitutional violation and, and that must be addressed. So is this is this the it, it's the people of the state of Missouri and then also Louisiana has joined the case. Uh, so, you know, is, is this a, is this a criminal case or is this a civil case?
5: Um, It's a civil case because there's okay. no criminal relief being sought for. It. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're talking about just,
4: financial damages at
5: some point, perhaps. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I don't, I don't think you can actually get financial damages. Um, all this is, all this is for, is for declaratory relief. So for mm-hmm. the judge to, dis- to declare that the original complaint was valid and to enjoin the defendants and prevent them from doing any further criminality. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you you could make a case that they should be um, criminally charged because mm-hmm. it is legal and maybe that's the goal. You know, maybe after this is over, they do it again. Um, not Set do it again, the but they further it, it, further, it goes further along. But uh, it's a, it's a it's an important thing. But I'm also thinking about Florida uh, and Texas. Texas has House Bill 20. Florida has Senate Bill 7072. These bills both aim to um, make big tech platforms common carriers and protect speech and They ban viewpoint discrimination. So I wonder if the Supreme Court, they're going to hear that this term, um, whether that the states have a right to make that law and if the law should be enforced. I wonder if the Supreme Court would be swayed by proof in a court case and also declaratory relief uh, rulings. Um, I wonder if they'd be swayed by a decision that's favorable. I think they should be.
4: I think it would be difficult to ignore at that point. I mean, uh, up until now. Oh, well, yeah.
5: Well, yeah uh, sorry. Let me no. add on to this. Okay. Also, think about this. Um, the Supreme Court would probably be more worried that the federal government is choosing what Americans can't, can and cannot see mm-hmm. than it would be uh, about a state trying to rectify that. So I think they would now probably be more willing to say, well, maybe states should be allowed... To um, regulate these platforms as common carriers. Go ahead.
4: Oh, no, just my my point was that once that precedent's been set, once it's been proven in court and they have that declaratory relief, uh, then how can the Supreme Court ignore it at that point? I mean, uh, if a case is brought again. From another angle, I mean, all they have to do is take a look at that lower court's decision and say, you know, hey, this is it. Of course, if they are found to be in violation, I'm sure that the federal government or whoever it is that's, uh, you know, part of the defendants is going to end up appealing that ruling. Uh, God forbid, you know, it ends up getting overturned or something like that. But I mean, that's just the the, the way that it goes, and it might end up at the Supreme Court making that final decision and uh, actually setting that precedent across the board. But uh, I'm actually, I didn't know about the uh, the the what you said, the House bill or was it a Senate bill down here in Florida?
5: Yeah, S- Senate Bill Seven Zero Seven Two.
4: Okay, I wasn't um, I wasn't bill, aware of
5: that. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think it was last year. Okay. Uh, Ron DeSantis signed it into law. It allows the Florida Attorney General to charge these platforms for censoring a candidate and oh, newspaper. Oh yes, okay. Yeah, that, I think you. I'm sure you probably heard like details, but maybe not the name. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. So the uh, the district court placed an injunction on it, so it couldn't be enforced. The Attorney General appealed it to the Tenth Circuit. Is that your circuit? Yes, I believe so the horrible 10th circuit with their terrible decision on Trump's uh, documents. But yeah. um, So uh, they appealed that decision. The 10th circuit said some parts of the law are constitutional, but like the most important parts like common carriage regulation, all those things are unconstitutional. So the appeal to the Supreme court is to say, our law is completely constitutional. Mm -hmm. Um, If I were to compare Texas law and Florida's law, I'd say Texas had a better approach. Florida's law has damages, right? So if someone got got censored, mm-hmm. the platforms would get fined. Yeah. So it's easier for the platforms to say, if this law were to be enforced, we could lose money, you know, mm-hmm. unduly burden or something. They use that argument all the time. It'd be burdensome, yeah. overly burdensome. Mm-hmm. Oh, judge, don't allow us to be charged $10,000 when we make $10 gazillion a month. So... Yeah. Whereas Texas, it's just more about declaratory relief. So you can seek an injunction, and if you can prove your case that you have been censored, and you are a citizen of Texas, a resident of Texas, you can't be a citizen of Texas. It's not a country. They claim it is, but what kind of country has open borders like you do? Come on, be, re- be real. Right. You're, yeah, you're not a country. You're a state country. So yeah, the Texas law is more about. You know, they can force the platforms to give you your accounts back. It's a smarter approach. That's why the Fifth Circuit allowed it to stand
1: mm-hmm. because
5: it just made more sense with the te- te- Texas law. And right now, Texas law is being withheld uh, pending the deci- decision from the Supreme Court on the Florida case because they're so related. So the, mm. ten- the Fifth Circuit allowed the law to stand, saying it was constitutional, saying Section 230 doesn't guarantee big tech platforms this universal freedom to censor speech it is not their first amendment right to censor other people's speech so um the fifth circuit made a great ruling and i think the supreme court will probably read that before adopting a decision um that should happen before um the end of this term Mm -hmm. but but it's this supreme court so we'll probably see it in five years so well, it
4: sounds like we've got uh, quite a few uh, exciting cases coming up in this session here, and uh, obviously yeah. we're going to be watching that with, uh, with great glee. Uh, real quick, uh, let me, we've got about uh, 20 minutes left, you guys, so I wanted to go through and see if there was anything else additional uh, here in these Twitter files. Uh, Clearly, we have uh, open coordination between the federal government and Twitter to suppress Donald Trump just before the election. Uh, Not only did they delete him shortly after January 6th, but uh, there was the open decision to suppress his reach, uh, probably using some of those tools that were revealed in the second drop from yesterday. Um, You know, one thing that I noticed yesterday, one of my viewers actually pointed it out to me. Is that the internal tool that Barry Weiss was showing uh, had previously been revealed when Twitter was involved in that Bitcoin hack several years ago? Do you remember that when those kids did that phishing hack and were able to gain access to internal Twitter tools?
5: I, I'm a I'm a boomer man. I don't know what you, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm talking about hacks, you don't remember? I it's not that I don't remember. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. OK, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember something I don't know about.
4: <laughs> OK. All right. All right. Well, th- th- I, d- I couldn't tell if you were being facetious or not. OK, so a uh, cu- couple of years back, there was a hack on Twitter. Uh, a couple of kids in uh, Northeast, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they were able to fish an employee of Twitter. Uh, they sent him like a spoof email asking him to reset his password at Twitter. And he fell for mm-hmm. it, uh, and he gave them his password, which gave them access to his employee tools. Once they wow. gained access to the back door of Twitter, they had access to all of these high-profile accounts, including Elon Musk and a bunch of other celebrities. So what they did was post on their Twitter accounts that they were going to give away a certain amount of
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com
5: Yeah. You, Twitter can post for you.
4: Yes. When when you're when you have the administrator access, they they would gain access to your account and they could go ahead and do whatever they wanted, which is what they did. So they used their access as a Twitter employee posing as a Twitter employee uh to post this bitcoin wallet uh and a request to send you know small amount of bitcoin and in return you were supposed to receive like 10 or 20 bitcoin or something like that uh and so a lot of people fell for it and uh, i think it was millions of dollars got sent to this wallet uh and I, I got to respect
5: the grind man i respect yeah. the grind <laughs> it was it you was a good one you can't disrespect the hustle
4: <laughs> so so it was uh it it ended up getting sorted out pretty quickly um, but when these kids had access to it, they used screenshots of them accessing these back-end Twitter tools, uh, so that they could prove that they were the ones that had it, or something like that. I, I don't remember the exact scenario, but they had they had published those those screenshots at that time, and these were the same types of screenshots that Barry Weiss was uh, was showing off yesterday during the uh, the second drop uh Anything surprise you from uh, from the revelations about uh, visibility filtering? I wasn't too surprised, but again, I think I was it was shy. it was yeah, it was gr- great for the general public though.
5: Wait, Zach, are you banned off of Twitter? Absolutely. I tried searching you. Yeah, I'm I totally searching banned. you. I was like, yeah. oh I'm gonna at Zach.
4: Yeah. Nope.
5: Totally banned. So I,
4: you- I, I was banned from YouTube October fifteenth of twenty twenty, and I was banned on Twitter like november 1st of 2020 so like i thought i was going to make it on at least one mainstream platform to the election and uh that was it yeah they banned me no, no warning i had i had no no suspensions or anything like that no warnings
5: nothing they really cooked you before yeah. the election they did
4: yeah uh oh, it was
5: that's a badge of honor i mean you you were definitely on their blacklist that's for so, sure yeah Everyone's bragging about being on Blacklist, and I'm sitting here like, yeah, I'm not shadow banned because I'm just praying to get shadow banned. I'm like, you know, do I not deserve <laughs> to be shadow banned? Like, what is it about me that's not doing it, you know? You know what? So, <laughs>
0: Interestingly
4: <laughs> Interesting enough, when I was looking for uh, a photograph of you for the show tonight, I came across a hit piece about you on YouTube by none other than Hal Sparks, who is a washed-up you know comedian.
5: Funny? Oh, you know what's funny? That what? guy's part of my childhood. I used what? to watch the show called Lab Rats, okay. and Nick Moseter told me, "Dude, that's this guy from this Disney show." I was like, "Wait, he's Mr. Davenport from Lab Lab Rats." That was one of my my good shows on Disney, man. Ah. Uh, so I'm, he made this video about you
4: trying to like. Two tra- videos now. He made one like a month okay. ago. Oh, yeah, God, he's man. still going. He's still going. Well, this is when you were still on YouTube and uh, he was complaining about, you know, the fact that you're a Christian, the, uh, calling you a right wing conspiracy theorist, and, you know, just hitting all these points. This is back when you were, uh, you know, hot and heavy covering the Arizona stuff, be- you know, back in early 2021. And uh, he was really salty about the fact that your channel was growing at such an exponential rate. He was like, look at this. He's only got one hundred and fifty six thousand uh, subscribers and he's got two hundred and fifty thousand views. Used on this one video. He was so salty about it. And I'm looking at it, and Hal Sparks, this guy, he used to host uh like Talk Soup and like you said, he did Disney shows and stuff. He's got yeah, 44,000 yeah. 44, subs. He's got seven and a half thousand views on this hit piece
5: about you. So his attempt wait, wait, wait. to defame you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Um you want to know something? Go ahead. I have an I have an extension that removes YouTube dislikes. That's his yeah. most disliked video ever. Oh, I was going to say, all of the comments are, are in support of you. Uh, Behezy
4: is a true American patriot. Behezy is amazing. George is awesome. Hal, you're exposing your ignorance. I have one thing to say. This guy is paid opposition. If his argument is BS, the burden of proof is on you, Hal. He, Behezy talks about Christianity because he's a Christian. And it just goes on and on and on. Like, I can't find a single comment that's in favor of Hal sparks making fun of you and it, it that's that's a great thing
5: yeah um it, it's it's weird it, it's definitely weird so i have I, you you got the blacklist on Twitter, your band badge of honor yep I have Hal, Hal sparks I'm in his head, man yeah Hal, you are I'm in your head so i mean
4: it's I could, it, it's a stunning thing to think that this is what this guy has has the depth he has fallen to. He went from being a, a fixture on some, you know, really mainstream programming to running a, a flagging YouTube channel, attempting to bring down people like yourself who are calling attention to some really important issues and how sparks he's got to be a miserable person. Really, that that's my my main point here.
5: Oh, uh, also, I, I want your opinion. Kerry uh, Lake just dropped a lawsuit. I was yeah. uh, just briefly on Twitter Um what are your thoughts about that well i think that it's necessary
4: Uh, i think that as long as there are means by which she can fight uh then she has to go through with it um based upon the current climate do i think that it will be successful i think that it's an uphill battle i'm going to say that because i don't think that all hope is lost you know uh, a lot of people are pretty black-pilled right now wouldn't you say I mean, it's difficult to. Well,
5: I mean, I am black, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I guess
4: black. But they think that there is no hope, you know, um, you're a young man, though, uh, George, you know, I mean, like you have known nothing other than this extreme corruption. Right. I mean, when did you start paying attention to politics?
5: Um, it's funny. Uh, I was in middle school when mm-hmm. Donald Trump was running for uh, for president. I'm a, it's a short story, but wait a second, wait a second. How
6: old, How old are you, dude?
5: Dude, I'm 20,
4: 20. You're 20. Oh, that's right. You told me that. You Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I, I, it's can't, fine. I can't believe you were in middle school when Donald Trump was running. That's nuts. That's just crazy.
5: Well, well good so on here's you. What happened. Keep, keep going. Yeah. Here's what happened. Um, Around that time, before before Donald Trump even announced he was running, I never liked Obama. I just, you know, I, I it's weird. I just always had this thing about me. I didn't like whoever uh, everyone who I didn't like who everyone else liked. I I always tried to and I just didn't think Obama was ever authentic. I thought his voice was annoying. So in 2015, I was in, I think, seventh, sixth grade. maybe. I don't even know. Um, Trump was about to start running. Mm -hmm. No, I think it was eighth grade, actually. And he announced he was running. I was torn in the primaries. I was between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. Oh, the that, reason why Bernie Sanders is yeah. because I thought Bernie, oh, he's so, he's so funny and energetic and authentic. He came af- across as real. And then Donald Trump popping in, I was like, I like this guy better because he's mm-hmm. funny and he has the energy and he's authentic and he has my lifestyle. You know, billionaire, mm-hmm. skyscrapers. That was my dream. Still okay. my dream donald give me your skyscrapers i'll manage trump <laughs> tower so and uh it's interesting the, my crush in middle school um uh, she was a latino chick all mm-hmm. right uh, and all the latinos in my school really hated trump mm-hmm. and my crush whenever i talked to her about trump she didn't hate him so i was like whoa trump I must like Trump as well, so all these things just <laughs> kind of came together. Plus, <laughs> so I, I, it was never about politics; it was it was purely it was personality. Girls, <laughs> that's yeah, so
0: great. that's great. They
5: say women will lead you astray. She led me right where I needed to be. Thank God oh, for her. Amen. For the, for the crush I had. So I, I just I, I like Trump, and then eventually, uh, through throughout his presidency. Um, I started listening to people like Jordan Peterson and Ben mm-hmm. Shapiro. I've always been a Christian. I've never been a liberal in my life. Yeah. I, do you know why my name is George? Well, no, I mean, I just assumed your name was George. Uh, tell me the story. Yeah. yeah. You, I, actually, you know I was going to
4: ask you about Beheasy, but okay. So, George isn't your name, or or, or this is a nickname No, it you've is. Chosen? George okay. is my name.
5: Beheasy a nickname. Uh, you, uh, guess what my sister's name is? Barbara. <laughs> my older sister. What, what is my name? Well, you just said your name is George. Yeah, yeah. Barbara and George. Where does that come from? I mean, George and Barbara Bush. Yeah. I was named after George Bush. I have family members that call me Bush. Oh, it's really? Most, I, I can't tell them to stop now because <laughs> they call me George Bush. I was named after that cunt. So, um... <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh 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 so i could have never <laughs> so i couldn't be a liberal I, I couldn't be a liberal either i was going to be a super manga republican or be a warmonger republican i had that's to right. pick uh
4: and, Zapata oil war hawk
5: <laughs> yeah oh yeah, my yeah. god that's so great so, okay great story so w- so where does Beehezy come from um, uh, one of my friends told me to search this YouTuber, Berlezy one time, and I typed Behizy, and nothing came up. I was like, bro, I, I typed Behizy, and you told me to type it. It was B, uh, the name I was supposed to type was B-E-R-L-E-E-Z-Y, mm-hmm. and then I typed Be Hizzy, Behizy, B-E-H-I-Z-Y, because it sounds the same. And no, nothing came up. I was like, whoa. This is a cool username. I, I kind of like it. And be hissy. Hissy could mean something cool in the future. So I made a YouTube <laughs> account and called it be hissy. And I was making weird, cringe skits, skit videos. Um, And then in 2020, I took everything personal when they stole the election. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, you know, because I, I still cared about politics. I was still like a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. my my entire family i don't know if we have any liberals in this family they couldn't be liberals if if we do have a liberal in my family there's a reason i don't know who they are cuz i don't talk to them i don't talk to liberals ooh my mom's a liberal yeah blocked i'll block my own mother if she was a liberal so it's a, it's impossible for me to to comming- commingle amongst liberals i am not that guy so yeah yeah so um what was i going to say and then 2020 happened uh I, I knew, like, communism is coming, socialism is coming, if Trump doesn't win.
0: Mm-hmm. And
5: then he won. And then they stole it. And I was like, nah, I got to make videos every day about this. And <laughs> I got to be traveling to Arizona. I got to be talking about audits and investigations and lawsuits. Three, six, you know, I watched Stephen Crowder. He was like, you know, here's what's going to happen if, you know, Congress fails. You know, I watched Stephen Crowder. He was like, you know, here's what's gonna happen if you know Congress fails to certify. Ooh, this process is gonna happen. States are gonna send one representative each, not House of Representatives, representatives like you know, states are gonna pick and then they're gonna vote. We have twenty-eight Republican states, twenty-two (laughs) Democrats. None of that worked, but you know, no. I, I, and then like around that time, December to January, I fell into the QAnon trap. I became a raging conspiracy theorist. I told <laughs> all my friends, I told all my friends, man, I told all my friends, look, on, watch the inauguration. All right. Donald Trump isn't there for a reason because the military has his plan. See, what's going to happen is all the deep state's going to come together and then the military is going to ha- have helicopters and then they're just going to swap teams. And there's a reason why these service members are turning their backs on Biden. They're going to arrest everyone in the deep state. And it, see, look, man, I was I was that guy, man. I was that guy. <laughs> None of that happened. So, oh, well,
4: you know why I think that we don't see something like that. Uh, A lot of people thought that some, you know, major operation like that was going to take place. You know, let's just uh, let's let's take it from the perspective that those posts had some merit in them. OK, from the beginning. Uh, Well, you know, let's just, you know, assume that they did from the beginning. Uh uh, It was it was always about. Saving America right and let 's think about President Trump and his actions, you know he has always come from a perspective where he represented all Americans doesn't matter the political party it's not just like he's only the president of, of Republicans he wants to preserve the union he wants to save America uh, and the way it has to be done the only way we can save America is in the way that we're actually seeing it happen right now. we have to reveal This criminality. We have to reveal the actions of the deep state and people have to believe that they have come to this information on their own. Uh, You know, from the last from the moment Donald Trump walked down that escalator and people like us have been making videos, you know, we've been talking about all of this stuff. We've been giving information. We've been trying to educate people. But nobody buys it unless they truly believe that they've come across something that's truthful. So you can spout facts at people all day long. You can tell them everything you know. You can do everything in your power to try to red pill them. But until they finally get to that point where they have that spark where, oh, my God, they have come to this realization on their own, that's the moment at which they they flip over and they and they recognize what's actually happening.
5: We have to save America I get, I get in your a point. peaceful way. I get your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, those let, posts were, weren't good for me. They weren't good for me. Well, I, I, I was I was I think... on ridiculous rabbit holes. Man, Look, I didn't even know what Q was before this election, man. I was so fine not being in that universe. And it, but to a well, certain extent, you know, maybe it did, you know, uh, well, it didn't wake me up. It just made me go down a rabbit hole, which I kind of regret going down. Because I think I would have I would have been more um, way more researched about certain things rather than just, you know, ah this uh, I would have been probably more more um, eloquent in how I made my videos on YouTube. I I was always I was always making videos with, you know, that kind of edge on it. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. after like February, I said, ooh, maybe I shouldn't uh, allege that the White House lights go up, go off every night at 11 and uh so it was it was a weird time it was weird well t- look at it like this <clears throat> personally i i, I y- y- it's oh, my on. opinion you know you know how i uh, found out about q though how uh so trump was removed off, uh, removed <laughs> off of twitter and i saw this thing about red 1 red 2 whatever it was yeah yeah and it was like the first red was like potus twitter removal or something. Mm-hmm. i don't know what uh, i don't know yeah. what it was called um well now we're finding out It wasn't like some deliberate plan (laughs) Uh, because, you know, it was just Twitter employees and the FBI and the CIA doing it. It wasn't like white hats pulling the strings to do something. I don't know. Well, to
4: to me, what we're witnessing and what we're finding out, you know, I think that this was always how it was going. You know, a lot of people have said, you know, the white hats are controlling everything. You know, I, I was just talking with Jeff Dornick on his program before this. There is an orchestrated nature to the events that we are seeing, and that's on both, you know, if you want to call them white hats or you want to call them black hats, you know, we have we have elements that are vying for power and control in the United States government and out here in the private sector. And each of those groups or the multiple factions of those groups are all attempting to move all of the pieces on the board in the way that's going to benefit them the most. Uh, and for some people, their desire and goal is to save America. Others, their desire is to subjugate America. And so that orchestrated nature of, uh, you know, people and events, I mean, that's always happening. Uh, so I think that it was inevitable that President Trump was going to get deleted from Twitter And I think that it was inevitable that we were going to see it revealed in this way. I want to go back to my point about not 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 regretting what you went through and the and the circumstances that led you here, because there is a reason that you are on this show right now. And there's a reason that we became friends and you had me on your show. Uh, And Mm -hmm. that's because of the circles that we're moving in. And uh, I truly believe in predestination. I I believe in God's plan. Uh, And I think that you were here. For A specific purpose, and whoa, if it wasn't, whoa, whoa, whoa. if well, hold on, let me finish this. If it wasn't for the pattern of events that led you to this moment in time, uh, then you could be anywhere else, you could be living a to- totally different life, uh, and your lived experience would have made you a completely different person. Uh, so I, I think that we're here for a reason, and that uh, every mistake, uh, every success, everything we've gone through was uniquely necessary to make us who we are.
5: <clears throat> that was so well said. Uh but you said predestination. Are you a Cal- are you a Calvinist? I'm not
4: a Calvinist. I, I what I mean is that there, there's a plan, that's God's plan. And everything happens oh. perfectly. I mean, I mean that. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean that there is nothing that happens on earth without God knowing that it's going to happen or, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. making it the perfect outcome. Uh, so, you know, and then that goes back to the idea of, uh, you know, successes and, and, and losses. You know, every yeah. experience that you go through is going to teach you a lesson. Either it's a, a positive lesson, or hopefully if it's a negative lesson, then that teaches you what not to do next time. So uh, I just, I, I well, welcome all you know,
5: of that. You know what I love about this time, though? It's it's so it's so beautiful that it's Elon Musk. Absolutely. <laughs> like it's, it, you know, like, God is funny. He has a sense of humor. Imagine if you told someone a year ago, even two years ago when the 2020 election happened that elon would be the one exposing how twitter censored and the government was working with twitter you'd think that was hilarious because elon Mm. in in everything he is represents what the left is pushing so hard for climate change the guys uh, building solar panels Mm -hmm. he's about electric cars you know he's so he's already in there. space and science like he's the you know, they love worshiping science. They worship Mm -hmm. the God of science. And Elon's like this top scientist. He's building spaceships, Mars. And that's the guy God's like, you know, he should be the guy to release information about Twitter censorship. It's the the most beautiful irony, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It is ironic. So I I love, I love that. You know, it's Elon doing it. Me too. I mean, here, this is, this is my, my thought, right? Mm Mm-hmm um i don't think we can have another free and fair election in america until the criminals that rigged the 2020 election are in jail i I don't believe this i was with you talking about the midterms and i don't want to say i told you so because i i oh i did but i didn't i didn't want to tell you so it was just a thought that i put out there while we were talking sure that if you're the deep state, you're looking at Arizona as a crucial state, you're not gonna mm-hmm. let Terry Lake win and Mark Finchum. Yeah. I'm sure Mark Finchum has probably been on the show. Has he? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> of course, that's a guess. Of course. So of course he is. You know, so he's actually genuinely like a conspiracy theorist in well, every I, I, way. Like he's like us. He's, he's like us.
4: He's like us. I wouldn't I wouldn't say conspiracy theorist. I, I say that we are. Students
5: of conspiracy because yeah, 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 these are yeah, not that, theories
4: they're they're real you know
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah of course I, I'm I'm just using their terms you're right to, you're right though you know how they would view him yeah. yeah so. Yeah. He's like us. He, You know what? The first thing he does as secretary of state, he's going to terminate Dominion's contracts if there are any with the state. He's going to make Dominion's lives hell. He's going to start writing election manuals that actually follow the law. Mm -hmm. He's going to start cleaning voter rolls. So if you're the deep state, you want a guy in there that's not Mark Fincham. You want an Adrian Fontez, former recorder that rigged the 2020 election, And then now he's secretary. You want that guy in there. You want Katie Hobbs as governor, not Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake, first thing she's doing, well, the cartels are going to hate her. Absolutely. She's going to make their lives hell. She's going to kill their Mm -hmm. drug business. She's going to kill their trafficking business. So it was always important for them to rig the midterms in that way. But they gave us a win to make it look like they had to achieve two goals, one. Make it look like Trump is losing, right? Mm-hmm. Trump candidates are losing. Trumpism is ruining the GOP. At mm-hmm. the same time, make it look like moderacy. Moderate Republicans are winning. So they gave us some house seats. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Some of those Congress people coming out of New York, they're not MAGA. You mm-hmm. know, they're gonna be the next class of the, you know, uh the kissingers. They're gonna be kissing the Democrats' booties. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't have booties. They don't have booties. So they're gonna be kissing. The that democrat. one chick
4: from rhode island though
5: <laughs> on the the, the
4: the one the woman on the beach on her head donkey I, I like you didn't see that oh my god it. this was like Is the she biggest meme. she was a democrat yes you guys yeah, know yeah. what i'm talking about now anyway. i get it okay but, democrats um, are memes you're a, no you're absolutely right and I, I'll, I i will be honest uh and, and oh, cop to the fact that i'm like i'm an optimist
5: you know uh, um i'm I never, optimistic too but, oh, to finish off my point, sorry yeah. to interrupt again. No, no. Uh, I'm on my Trump versus Hillary timing. All right. I got to Go interrupt. Um, so my point was, we got to fix this. There has to be a way. Uh, there has. God, we need you more, more now more than ever. There yep. has to be something that, that's done. That we can't just know that the CIA, DNI, the FBI, and the DHS were just rigging elections for fun. And there's nothing that actually gets done about it. The number one comment I get is we know this, but what's gonna be done about it? We know mm-hmm. this, but what's gonna be done done about it. Nothing's gonna happen. Nothing this means nothing if if no one goes if no one goes to jail. Mm-hmm. Something needs to happen. Here's my suggestion. Donald Trump comes out and he says, I am endorsing no, hold on, I am endorsing a coup. the United States military should totally do something <laughs> something he call up one of the generals, Michael Flynn has a brother, call him up, stage a coup, man, we or reverse coup because yeah. the the real coup happened on November third, yeah, fix we we can't have another election until this is this is just it's painful that. People, people genuinely think, oh, 2024. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to win big. Yeah. But are you not paying attention to what's happening now? I mean, how they rigged it and how they got away with it. And now you'd argue they got more. They got stronger. They own every key position. Now in Arizona, we could have been like we still have the attorney general who could could Mm. fight back. Now they're putting in some radical leftist in there. You know, Governor, we don't have Ducey anymore who could maybe listen to election fraud claims. Now we have a gen. They promoted all this, all the hacks from 2020. They all Mm -hmm. got promotions in Georgia. You still got Raffensperger, Ratz Asberger, and Brian Kemp in Pennsylvania. We lost Mastriano. We we got these Josh Shapiro's and this guy declared Trump wouldn't win. Mm -hmm. He's the attorney general of the state declaring Trump can't win. Mm-hmm. Weeks before the election, yep. how did you know that? How did you know Trump couldn't win? He knew the election results before the election in Wisconsin. We got worse. We lost some key people in the state legislature. So, and and we lost the governor. So we have to fix this because elections cannot be safe if we're using the same machines. Let me ask you this final question. Zach. You're right. If your wife or husband or fiance or significant other, and the chat can answer this as well, cheats on you with some dork, I don't know, some random idiot. They cheat, and you decide, you know what? Jesus would want me to forgive her or him or they, them, you know, the new pronouns. You forgive them. Would you then, knowing everything you know, allow your wife or your partner to continue to hang out with this person they cheated on you with? No, of course not. Because that would be stupid. Yep. So why are we still using Dominion machines and mail-in ballots after they cheated us out of an election?
4: I absolutely am on the same page with you. And my rebuttal to that <clears throat> would be. I need to I need every single person to look in the mirror and ask themselves what they individually are doing to address this, because. Because. The idea that we're just going to get rid of Dominion machines or we're just suddenly going to stop using uh, electronic machines and tabulators, I think it's unreasonable. It's not going to happen because the same people that put those machines into use are also the same people who are in power. They're the ones that are elected officials. They're not going to change it. So who's going to change it? Well, the people who want to change it. That would be us. So that means that we have to become part of the political system, and the only way that we can potentially get into these offices and positions of public trust to have the power to do something uh, is to become part of that system at the local level. you got to run for office. you got to become a precinct delegate. Uh, you have to help out on campaigns uh, for people who are actually going to support our issues and the things that we care about, uh, and we can't trust or even request from these other people uh, that they be the ones to address it. We need to be the ones to address it. And there are a number of other ways, you know, we we can as citizens get ballot initiatives put on the ballot. Okay. So that people can vote on it Uh, perhaps.
5: Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Here's how backwards that sounds. And I love your optimism. It's absolutely amazing, but it's, there's a reason why people say, but nothing's going to be done about it, because time and time again, we'll try something. It's a cycle, right? You know, the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again. Right. What you just said is is true. It's correct. Or we can have ballot initiatives. But how do those ballot initiatives pass? They must be voted on. Mm-hmm. How do we vote the exact same system? You're right. You're right. OK, so. So it's it's almost like, Zach, it's almost like God is backing us into a corner to show us, see, you can't help yourself. Call on me. You know, Mm -hmm. no, I think you're right.
4: I think you're right. And, and, uh, you know, so maybe it happens in a way that we haven't conceptualized yet, Uh, because you're right. We have tried a lot of different things, but I just I'm speaking as someone who grew up in America under President Reagan, uh, President uh, Clinton, President Bush, uh, President Bush, uh, you know, President Obama. I watched the slow <laughs> descent into just nightmarish abyss that we are currently in, you know, through all of these different administrations. And I thought under Obama that it was over. You know, I thought there is no hope for America We will never be able to fix this. They have taken away too many of our rights. They have eroded the Constitution. And so what's the point? And so, you know, I was ready to give up. I was ready to just not even participate anymore. And Donald Trump is what gave me the optimism that I have today. He, I mean, he inspired me to do what I'm doing today. And so this is, you know, again, why I am asking everybody to ask themselves, you know, what am I specifically doing to help address these issues? And just going online and posting memes or snarky comments on Twitter doesn't count. You know, there are yeah. a number of different initiatives. There are organizations you can get involved with. Uh, there are uh you know local offices that you can run for. There are so many different things that you can do locally. And it may came it may come down to the fact that we need to balkanize the American uh, continent, you know, I mean, like we we might need to change the structure of America and uh, and it may take time, you know, even if we do get into these local offices and that allows us to shift into the federal level of power, that's going to be like a generational fight right there. It's not going to happen quickly. And, you know, that's true. This under this is part of my point to underscore how long I've been watching this happen You know, this didn't happen overnight. We allowed America to be taken over gradually over uh, the course of decades. Okay, and I think that in, in order for us to truly fix the problems that we're talking about right now, we have to think about this like the deep state does, like the Democrats do. We have to work on our long game. We can't be simply stumbling along from election cycle to election cycle, hoping and praying and in that insane way, believing that something different is going to happen every two years, because it's highly unlikely that it's going to. So we need to practice that long game and think about a long term strategy. And I think that in this next session of Congress with the potential to elect new leadership for the RNC, we need something radically different. OK, yeah. uh, Potentially with the uh, majority in the House, and now maybe the possibility of getting majority in the Senate. Now, Kristen Cinema has switched to independent. Who knows if she's uh, you know going to remain? She's going to caucus
5: with the Democrats. <clears throat> well, you know, it's, who, it's, who knows? So things po- things she's may polling, change. She's polling like twelve percent in the Democrat primary. Like she's really low in the Democrat primaries, right? Okay. Her goal is maybe she wants to run as an independent draw some Republican voters that think the only, well, she's, she, there's nothing better than her. Mm -hmm. She's most likely going to caucus with the Democrats. um, And she's becoming an independent to draw more Republicans and independent voters. Because let's be honest, uh, independents sway elections. They uh, do. It's rarely people that have been Republican for a while, but I I agree with you on everything you said Um, to add to that. You did say you're talking on this as someone that grew up in the, Reagan days and saw the Obama days I'm talking as someone that saw the Obama days and then, well, you know, th- that I could remember mm-hmm. I-, I saw the Obama days, the Trump days and the Biden days. Also, um, I quite would the say swing. the the long game, I don't think we have that much time if they're talking about 2030 agendas and you know, we don't have time is not on our, on our side. The more every day we move away from another rigged election is another day where it's it gets harder to win. Um, I look back at the twenty twenty election and there's some regrets I would have if I was Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. If you of course. if you genuinely if you genuinely believe the election was rigged, which he did, and you swore an oath to the constitution that you would protect it against all enemies foreign and domestic,
6: mm-hmm.
5: honestly, he should have signed the insurrection act, he should have done that. Um, because now we're seeing what we're seeing. We're seeing that the FBI and CIA this enough from Twitter is enough to prove the election was wrecked. You don't even need ballots it being is. changed. You don't need that. What you need is, need to prove is that a coup was attempted and mm-hmm. it succeeded. So I think Trump should have just signed that act and said, well, if there's a civil war, which, by the way, I don't think there would have been because this country is far too lazy to fight a civil war. People are lazy, man. Like, Think true, about though. it. People just don't. People don't even think for themselves. How are they, if you can't think for yourself? How are you going to fight for yourself? So, people are too lazy for a civil war. I think the country would would have been fine from that perspective. Well, so.
4: I I just want to be very clear, Jess. I am not saying that we should be supporting Kirsten Cinema. What I am celebrating no, no, is no, no. her denying the Democrats the majority in the Senate.
5: If there is well, wait, a Republican wait. that. so. Can- I'm. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt again. Go ahead. So um she 51 democrat senators, her becoming an independent. Mm-hmm. I mean um Bernie Sanders is an independent, right? No, he
4: he actually is registered as a democrat, yeah. He identifies as oh, a
5: democratic okay. socialist, but he's he's a democrat officially. What a weird prick, man. I can't believe yeah. I like that yeah. guy at some point because of how well, good I, he sounds.
4: Actually, I I real quick before you expand on that. I I I really wanted to see Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders had going head to head in that election, because I liked Bernie for the same reason that I liked Donald Trump. They were both outsiders and they were both a threat to the establishment. Now, Bernie completely knelt at Hillary's altar uh, and licked her boot. Uh, but Donald Trump is not that guy. He was never going to do that. Uh, but, you know, I was having given up on the country. I was ready to just, you know, vote for whoever I thought was going to radically change America. I knew Donald Trump was hmm. going to do that. And I thought that Bernie Sanders could potentially do that to the Democrats, but I knew that Donald Trump was the better choice. I would have voted for anybody, you know, that I thought would have set the country on fire at that point, though.
5: (laughs) Just change it, you know. (laughs) Um, Oh, actually, before I go on to my point, did you vote for Obama? I voted for Obama the first time. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's funny because people say Obama cheated the first time. And I'm like, I know so many Republicans that say they voted for Obama the first time. He genuinely won.
4: uh, Yeah, I think think he did win the first time at least. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I mean, the second time was Mitt Romney. He won. Let's be real. I didn't Um, like Mitt Romney either. I I voted for I I voted for Ron Paul the second time. Oh, my. Donald Trump really saved us from Mitt Romney's and John McCain. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mitt Romney. Uh, Thinking about that now, it's like that guy could have been a president.
0: Oh, that would have been bad. um, Yeah.
5: (laughs) Going back to my point. um, uh, So Democrats. With Herschel Walker, you know, Mm. falling short, which, by the way, I don't think it was completely fraudulent. Mm. I actually think Republicans were outspan. And a lot of Republicans that support Trump didn't vote. They said, well, Herschel kind of moved away from Trump. I'm not voting. So it's so freaking stupid. I am so frustrated. Seth Keschel put something out about that. And I'm like, wait, what? He said, yeah, the royal Republicans, some of them just sat it out and I I don't I don't know how true that is, but not every election at this point, they've rigged so many elections. People are just people are just not not voting anymore. They're like, well, my vote's not going to count. They're going to rig it. You know, Cobb County getting extensions on mail in ballots. The same cycle, same circle is happening again. So all all right. um, So with Democrats with 51 seats in the Senate now. Right. Uh, Kirsten Cinema moving away, if she decides to, to not caucus with them, she's probably going to end up caucusing with uh, the Democrats still, because she is still a progressive lefty. Mm-hmm. So she'll vote with them on a majority of, uh, of things. She also won't want to lose her committee assignments. So she'll, she'll remain with the Democrats. So they still have the advantage. I think the Georgia seat, they needed it so badly uh, that, well, because... Joe Manchin would have been the Senate majority leader, if we think Mm -hmm. about it, He would have been deciding what went through. So now, with Democrats having that extra seat cushion, I don't think Sinema's uh, choice was really that shocking. I, oh, I wasn't shocked. particularly Perhaps shocked
4: not. by it. No, no. But I, I I think that, I mean, there have been a number of times where she, you know, did not go along party lines and she's been unpopular because of that. Um, there have been a couple of times where Kristen Cinema and Joe and Joe Manchin are like the only thing that's like stopping the agenda from going through full steam ahead. Uh, real quick on Rumble uh, a while ago, I forgot to read this. March's Love said uh, Mark and Chris is what my nickname means. Mark, Chris, love. Anyway, I would love to know how to get into the community of Patriots you were directing me to last week. I couldn't find it on Foxhole. So, uh, very soon, you guys, I'm going to be doing a Foxhole only stream. Uh, what we'll do is we'll start the stream over here on Rumble and then I will end it on Rumble and then you guys go over to Foxhole and I'm going to show you how to use all of these tools and, uh, and, and this, this community that's, uh, that's starting to gather over there. So you can join your local community on foxhole and then also get involved in different groups and stuff i'll I'll show you guys how to do that so mark and chris's love i will definitely show you uh very very soon all right um i haven't heard
5: of foxhole
4: but oh foxhole i'll I'll get you i'll help you get a channel over there dude um, it's uh it's a free speech streaming platform you can also uh post and you can blog I mean it, it's uh it's basically you know all of the features that they have on like Facebook or any other um social media network um but uh you can stream over there and they have donations I mean pretty much the majority of our donations are over there on Foxhole let me run through those real quick uh Tamar growl thank you for that can uh web gorilla who is also a channel member you can get a channel membership over on foxhole says uh Beheasy, I love your content. I reached out to you a while ago to get you on Foxhole. Don't worry, Matt. We will get Beheasy on Foxhole, and we'll make it happen soon. Golden Lady, thank you for that phone. Ohio Kimmy, thank you for the cookie. Our Four Cents dropping a cookie as well. Q shook me all night long, says God bless. Annette Walls, thank you for that cookie. And Matt1776, who is the other creator of Foxhole, says, says what an amazing guest. So, uh George, we will be able to get you a channel there and you'll have a whole nother place to go ahead and stream your content to. Uh, and it's well worth it. It's well worth it. A lot of Patriots over there on Foxhole. It's a great place to be. If you want to check it out, it's the Foxhole.app or Pilled.net. P-I-L-L-E-D.net.
5: Oh, I've heard of pilled.net. I didn't yes. I didn't know it was the same thing. Yeah, the,
4: the Foxhole was like the streaming only portal from pill.net but now you can go to either domain and it takes you to the same place oh okay totally worth it all right so thanks guys i appreciate that uh listen Uh, we're, we got to wrap it up <clears throat> because I've still got a migraine and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, so we're not going to be doing calls tonight, you guys, but, uh, but George, uh, I'm really happy that you joined us tonight. I'm glad that, uh, we had this opportunity to hang out. Um, is, is there anything that you want to make sure the audience knows before we, uh, call it a night?
5: Yeah, it's, uh, dude, I, I, I love, uh, interacting with you. The uh, first yeah. show we did, I was like, man, that was fun. It was great. Um, yeah. And yeah, you're, you're very, Elegant, man. I like it. Even your setup shows it. It's like, as soon as you show up at that setup, the lights, it's like, all right, game over. <laughs> so, yeah, well, the, the most important thing is, like you said, um, we have to get involved. Typing on keyboards keyboards mm-hmm. isn't going to actually cut it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, also, praying like never before. We need prayer. We need Jesus. Yep. This country isn't going to save itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly not going to save itself with the de- demons in charge. So Demon cards. Uh, we need Jesus, man. So uh also getting involved, like you said, uh is, is crucial. Uh, yeah. So that that's all I have to say.
4: Okay, right on. <clears throat> uh, tell everybody where they can
5: find you right now. Uh so Truth Social, I'll be at Behizzy. Um Rumble, that link's in your description. Uh rumble.com slash C slash Behizzy twitter because he tweets unlike some of the people in this stream i actually have a twitter account um (laughs) (laughs) i i I remain on the communist platform platform so i hope you get it back i mean me too dude elon elon should make like a like a site where you know if you got banned you'd log in with your old information and then just click a button and get you get back in
4: Dude, so, it would be so great. I had, uh, I had almost 200,000 followers on Twitter. So, uh, I, I cultivated that over the course of a long time. I had had that account since 2011. So, wow. uh, yeah, it, 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 I lost a lot, lost a lot. But, uh, you know, same with YouTube. I mean, I had, you know, close to a thousand videos and, you know, 300,000 subscribers. And, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it goes it, there is a lot of time and and, uh, and and effort that goes into creating an account like that and, you know, getting an audience and, you know, developing your style and how you do things. And, you know, either way, and then we, we're still here. And then some
5: woke some woke tard at Media Matters yeah. calls you a conspiracy theorist and yeah, you're spreading. Mission. They don't. Uh, it's just, and then they get you banned. You know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they have a flagger. I don't know. They just flag your content and say, "Yeah, get out of here." Not, not factoring the fact that you have people that probably work for you, which, with mm-hmm. your channel size, you probably did and probably still do now. Um. So they just say, "Get out of here." It's disappointing, but it's yep. changing. Tonight shows. Uh, the pendulum is shifting for sure. Ah, I'm so glad you said that because that's
4: exactly what I wanted to end on as well. You know, despite how dark everything appears, you know, how uh, just, you know, how manipulated everything is, whether it's on social media or it's out there in the world and business and banking, we are seriously on the cusp of something great. Not only do they have more power than they've had before, but they are also more exposed than they have been at any other moment in history. And this is just going to continue on. So – I welcome Elon Musk to the world of truth and freedom, and I sincerely hope that his efforts are going to bear some wicked fruit, and these people are going to pay for what they've done. Uh, I can't wait to see what Elon and the rest of the people at Twitter have for us next. Uh, And uh, once again, very, very grateful to have met you, and uh, glad to have you on the program tonight, George.
5: Yeah, yeah. Good to be here.
4: All right. You guys, thank you so much, everybody at home. Need to say thank you to Napkinator79, dropping a fleet, also a member of the channel. Timberjet says, we would love to have Georgia in the bunker. The bunker is our, uh, our, our nickname for Foxhole. So we will have you there shortly. Don't go anywhere, George. I'm going to pass out these gold pills over here. Uh, do you, were you ever on DLive?
5: Um, Probably not. I've heard about it from Salty Cracker. But okay, I've never yeah. used
4: it. So so DLive D- had this feature where at the end of the show, you push a button and it donates some of uh, your donations from the platform to the people that are watching. And the same thing is uh, happens over on Foxhole. So you release the gold pills. The gold pills are what people donate to the channel. And then at the end of the show, everybody who's there chatting uh, – well, not everybody, but a lot of people end up getting their own gold pills and it goes into their Foxhole
5: wallet. So uh, I want to well, say thank I you. I personally <clears> – <throat> I'm more of a red pill seventy eight man myself.
4: So. <laughs> well, you actually, uh, w- when you when you like or dislike something, you either drop a red pill or you drop a blue pill. The red pill is is a good like a thumbs up, and the blue pill is a thumbs down. <laughs> so uh, you can still do that. It is pill centric. Uh, and then we had a, a, a ton of people over on uh, on Getter too. So thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you to the people on Odyssey and all of the platforms where we were. You guys, I will be back tomorrow night. I'm going to have a couple of gentlemen who are lawyers, Michael Hamilton and uh, his business partner, uh, and we are going to be discussing uh, some landmark cases that they have uh, against uh, healthcare systems for the destruction and damage that they did to individuals with uh, COVID policy and COVID mandates. So until tomorrow night at 9 p.m., good luck, everyone, and God bless. We'll see you then.